Victoria, as we've been talking here the last few months on our program, you've been looking at companies that aren't exactly the big, high-flying momentum favorites. So do you like what you see right now? Do you think this can actually last? Does it need to have vaccine news? Do we need to have big inflation prints for this to continue? Or has the trend already been set? No, I mean, I, I think that we've been waiting on this value rotation for a long time and been a little nervous about where big tech was going with the valuations and just the price movements up you just had to look at some of those stocks and say boy they're getting really expensive great stocks but just expensive and overvalued so we've been advocating taking profits almost all year we even took some last year off of those big tech names so we look at this and say yeah we do think it's values time to shine finally we think the uh, potential new administration is going to be good for value stocks you're finally seeing some life and energy and financials, you know, some of those very unloved companies are, are starting to see a little light at the end of the tunnel with the potential COVID vaccine. So is the death of tech greatly exaggerated? Possibly, but we do think there's still a good good argument to say, hey, look around other parts of the market that's a little less loved than Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google. Look for other parts that are a little less overvalued. So, Victoria, what are the uh, inputs that you're going to be watching for from your team that kind of confirm this? I mean, do you have the positions that you want braced for sustained rotation, or do you have cash and ability to add on if it looks like it's accelerating? Just as an example, since September, we saw that relationship value momentum, NASDAQ versus Russell. It was favoring the rotation, but we kept coming up and, and testing like once a month. And then you get some vaccine news and it really sparks the other way. On the flip side, when the blue wave narrative around fiscal stimulus fell apart, it was like we were going to revert back towards the growth story. So do we need these certain components to then encourage more investment into this view? Yeah, and, and I will say, and, and I know this will shock some people, there are some other aspects of the growth market outside of those like five names. So you can look outside NASDAQ and still keep your foot in a growth market without buying some of the overpriced big names. Look, Russell 1000 growth versus value, still outperforming them 30% year to date. There's absolutely still a huge divergence. Uh, values like growth now for four years. We're getting to the, the, the point that we're at the 2000s era of difference between growth and value, where it's so wide and bifurcated you got to think it's going to return to the mean a little bit and look at some of these company fundamentals and look at what they're they're trading at and you have to look and say do i feel comfortable owning this stock at this price so yeah we look at this and say we haven't seen a confirmed breakdown in nasdaq on the technical side uh so it's not like we're saying fire sell anything but we always look and say look if you've made 30 percent this year maybe take that 30 percent put it in cash or put it towards financials and energy and some of the other value names that maybe have a little more upside now. How much upside does tech really have at this point? Okay, Victoria, there are some tech names that you do like. Uh, we've talked about IBM here before. Share has been bouncing with this uh, move the last couple weeks. You do also like some of the companies that are a little bit more growth-oriented as well. Uh, Crowd, CrowdStrike in your list as well. There's an analyst this morning that's back onto the stock and a, uh, uh, looking at the company just pulling back a little bit from the highs. But it doesn't seem to be getting wrapped up in a lot of the deep selling we saw from some of the core quarantine names. What is a vaccine? news uh, trend mean for a company like a crowd strike that had a great year but didn't quite go exponential like some of the other ones I think CrowdStrike is just a great growth story. It's less of a Corona play. It's not quite a pure play like, say, a Zoom. 
uh, or a Teladoc or something like that. CrowdStrike is actually a different product. They're taking market share from some of the established older firms. They're AI and cloud-based. Their product is great. They're, they're cross-selling. I think something like a third of their um, clients have four or more different modules. And their product as an AI-based product is just faster and better. And so you're looking at something with a better product than, than most other uh, across the, the, the landscape in cybersecurity. And we really think that that's a sustainable growth advantage. It's not corona-driven growth advantage. It's just sustainable. And work from home is going to potentially suck back, right, if we get the virus. But work from home in this bifurcated office environment isn't going away. So a lot of companies are looking at this and saying, how do we continue to work with employees who maybe want to work from home more frequently? or um, have a bifurcated workforce across the United States that we need better security at the endpoint users versus we can control it in one office environment where everybody has a desktop. So I think CrowdStrike's sustainable advantage, it's got wide modes, it's got a fantastic product, it's eating market share in a, in a growing environment. I think there's a lot to like it and it did get caught up in this you know, tech reversal. We think it's a good time to kind of hop in. You know, we look at this and say this is a growth story for years to come, regardless if we get a vaccine and coronavirus disappears, you know, next year, CrowdStrike is still going to be extremely relevant and still has great uh, growth potential. Right now, we've seen investors uh, dabble a little bit in uh, some of the reopening. They seem to be a little bit more uh, worried about some of the core, you know, real quarantine-specific Zoom and Pelotons than they do some of these cloud companies. Uh, Victoria, what's going to determine uh, how a company like CrowdStrike uh, develops that growth story going forward? Do they need to uh, just continue to pull top-line revenue at the rate they did the last couple months? How high is the bar going forward for these companies if you're an investor that's keeping an eye on earnings keeping an eye on the figures that they're printing are they gonna have to keep up the top line growth that they've seen Oh, absolutely. I think they're, they're going to have to. They're a growth story, a, a younger growth company. You know, if they see growing, uh, slowing revenue growth, you know, even if their growth is continuing, if but the rate of change is slowing, I think certainly that would uh, scare investors a little bit. But I think their, their share of the marketplace and they're looking at things like McAfee and other competitors, and they're really uh, actually gaining more market share in a growing market. So we don't think that revenue is going to be uh, difficult for them to maintain top line growth, as well as they're learning how to uh, cross sell their products better and their client engagement better. So it's not just one item, it might be four or five modules. So they can take their existing client base and continue to grow through that and have more revenue streams uh, on their server subscriptions. Victoria, just real quick before we let you go, you've got Carnival in the, the in the fund as well. Do you like what you saw from the? Uh, or sorry, sorry, I read the read the wrong one there. Uh, another company, Crown Castle, right? This is the uh, 5G play as far as tech goes. Are we still getting the build out at a quick enough clip? Yeah, I like it. it. It's dipped both Crown Castle and AMT. Crown Castle's got a 3.31 yield. They're a mostly domestic U.S. play. You know, Apple rolling out their 5G phone. 5G is a big, big play that right now I think a lot of people aren't aren't looking at. Plus, it's a very uh, sustainable revenue model. Their their tower leases with AT&T, Verizon, you know, Sprint Mobile now being merged. Uh, they may have more investment. I think it's a great place to to be a little defensive, collect your dividend yield, and I think there's going to be more and more. In investment in 5G and that makes them a big winner.